and welcome to chapel this morning. We're pleased this morning to have your very own parables here uh, to present their program that they have been presenting across the country this year. Um, they have actually had, uh, by the end of um, this, this semester, they will have done 25 programs in lots of different churches. Um, but before we get there, I want to make one announcement. Most of you know that chapels are usually on Friday, but next Monday, because it's Holy Week and we don't have school on Friday, we will be having a special Holy Week anointing service that will be a chapel service on Monday. Monday will also begin um, the 73-hour prayer odyssey where we are hoping to have somebody from the Goshen College community praying at all times. If you would like to sign up, and we would encourage you to sign up for an hour or a half, well, an hour, half hour, or three hours or six hours, if you want to do a midnight to six o'clock vigil, I recognize there are some slots there that aren't filled in yet. Go to your announcements in the communicator, and there's a link there to a Google Doc that you can sign up for. So, without further ado, I'll light the Christ lamp as a reminder that Christ is indeed present with us when we gather for worship and turn it over to parables. And thank you for welcoming us. As was said already, we are parables from right here at Goshen College. What you just heard is Tula, which means be still, be silent, and is from Swaziland in Africa. The theme of our program for this year is wherever we are, and is about the journeys through life that we all take, as well as encountering others in that journey and making sacred space for ourselves and for others to encounter God. I'm Micah Detweiler. I'm a sophomore music education major from Kokomo, Indiana. I'm Stefan Baumgartner, a second year sociology and music double major from Goshen. I'm Hilary Harder. I'm a second year music and Spanish double major from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Jake Smucker. I'm a second year music composition major from Woodward, Pennsylvania. I'm Rihanna Cockrell. I'm a second year music and theater double major from Raleighville, Virginia. I'm Ruth Weens, a fourth year biochemistry major from Newton, Kansas. I'm Seth Yoder, a second year informatics and music double major from Quakertown, Pennsylvania. I'm Gloria Showalter, a second year peace, justice, and conflict studies major from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. 
Sometimes in our lives, we find ourselves asking, God, where are you? This next song incorporates the familiar spiritual, were you there when they crucified my Lord, with various Psalms of David. In our times of loneliness and confusion, God comes to be present with us. Hear the hope as the bases sing the words, but I have trusted in thy steadfast love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord.
Our next song will be Kolim Gosun, which is a lullaby sung to Jesus in Gaelic. In contrast to the last song, this song is about how Jesus is everywhere and that he can encounter us in the winds and the waves and that he hears our prayers. We sleep softly in Jesus.
Um, and if not, we'll still share our story with you. <laughs> One day, Jesus was in Jericho, preaching to a crowd there. Among the crowd was a wealthy tax collector named Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus very badly, but unfortunately was kind of short. But Zacchaeus had a wonderful idea and climbed up in a nearby sycamore tree. And Zacchaeus came down immediately and greeted Jesus. Oh, oh no, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Zacchaeus came down immediately. No, I'm not <laughs> Are you the one telling the story or am I doing oh. <laughs> The crowd saw this and began to mutter. But then something amazing happened. Think about it. Oh, well, I could give half of my possessions away to the poor, and if I've stolen anything from anyone, I could give them back exactly what I owe them. What about my sheep? Well, I could give them back twice what I owe them. And my crops? Well, I could give them back three times what I owe them. My fine china. Four? I'll give them back four times what I owe. Look, today salvation has come to this house, because even this one is a part of God's family. For I have come to seek and save what was lost. Well, I'm getting kind of hungry. Should we go to your house for supper? Yeah, you should all come over for burgers. Yes! Ladies, <laughs> whatever happened to my cow?
I have a friend who doesn't know what to think about homosexuality. I have a friend who is gay. She grew up in the Mennonite church. He grew up in the Mennonite church. I first met her in choir. I got to know him at hymn club. He's She's a, a really, really good, good singer. singer. But things haven't been easy for him. She's walked a difficult path. Some people define him as just gay, nothing more. Some people unfairly trap her in a conservative Christian box. This, um, this leaves him feeling invalidated. Scared. Rejected. It's hard for her to feel safe being honest with people about where she is on her journey. He just wants to feel safe being himself. People have both subtly and overtly accused her of not loving, being closed-minded, of being homophobic. People have told him that he's going to hell, that he's wrong, that he chose it, that he's perverse. This leaves her feeling invalidated, rejected, lonely, stuck, condemned. But every now and then, there are glimmers of hope. She took a risk by including me in her journey, by sharing her struggles with me. He took a risk and confided in me. He she says, says I, I just want, want to be loved. She says she experiences God and the love and acceptance she receives when she shares her story with me. He says he experiences God in the love and acceptance he feels when he shares his story with friends. Stereotypes aside, and differences aside, the, the point, point is, is love. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Our next piece will be Vasuli Mikdash. We will be singing it in Hebrew and English. The composer of this piece writes, in Exodus 25h, the Israelites are instructed to build a mishka, a dwelling place for the Shekinah, the divine feminine. When we welcome her into our hearts, relationships, and places of communal worship and prayer, she will bless us with her presence. Yeah. 
Our next, our next song will be Draw Up the Water from the Well. We will begin with a short drama from the Gospel of John, where Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman at the well, breaking all the social barriers of the time. <coughs>
Our next song comes from Latin America. Cristo te necesita para amar, meaning Christ needs you to love. And who are you to love? Well, to the humble, to the poor, to those who are sad, to those who live far away, to those who live next door, to people who speak other languages, to those who think differently from you, to the old friend and to the person that doesn't even say hi, give them your love. morning. I have a, a story to share with you, a story of a journey that I took. Um, in the summer of 2011, I traveled to Paraguay with my family. We had this opportunity because my parents, who are the co-pastors of our church, were on sabbatical, which means they have like a break from work. So we wanted to go somewhere as a family to play music together. So things began to fall into place, and on May 30th of that summer, we got on a plane and spent the next two months living in Asuncion, the capital city. While we were there, we stayed on the campus of a small Mennonite university, a lot like Goshen College, actually. And the students there were not a whole lot older than myself, and they were very hospitable, very warm, and wonderful people. And I was really excited to get to know them. They were also a diverse group. There were um, Mennonites from the Chaco area, there were native Paraguayans, there were um, people of indigenous backgrounds, and so I was extremely excited to be on campus and to get to know the people there with whom I would be spending the next two months with. Um, and so um, we, we settled in, we began to sort of get into a routine of life on campus, and things were going well. It was, it was a lot of fun, we were playing music, we were eating in the cafeteria, doing sort of college-y things with the students sometimes. Um, but then I began to notice that while things were really nice on the surface, something wasn't quite clicking. Um, there was a sort of disconnect that I felt between 
um, my family, ourselves, the, the sort of outsiders, and the, the, the people who were there. And this began to really bother me um, because I really wanted to fit in. I wanted to get to know people. Um, and so I began to wonder, what was causing this sort of divide? Um, and one day, a friend of mine shed a little bit of light on this situation. His name was Matthias, and we were sitting outside under the shade of some palm trees outside the boys' dorm. If, here's the soccer field, here's the cafeteria, and the boys' dorm is over here. So we were sitting and chatting, and we were drinking a cup of mate together, which is a kind of tea that many people in South America drink. And drinking it together is a sign of community. Um, and a sign that you're here together and you're sharing something. So, as we were talking, uh, Matthias said to me at one point, Hillary, you and your family, I see you around. You're always passing by, but do you ever sit down? Do you ever just stop and take a moment to sit and talk? And I was caught off guard. I, I was kind of offended. I said, well, do I? <laughs> And I began to think about that quite a bit. And I realized that we were always passing by. We always had places to go, a schedule to keep, things to do, and maybe we were a little bit afraid too. So after our conversation, I began to take note of my actions and those of others around me. And I began to change my ways a little bit. I would stay a few more minutes. I would ask some more questions and really listen to the answers. And when I did this, it was incredible. <laughs> I began to find that our conversations would go deeper than just, hi, how are you? People began to share their stories with me. Some that I remember in particular were a fourth year student who had traveled from Brazil, who had sensed a calling from God and had left everything she knew behind to come to this place. Another was a boy who had lost his twin brother to cancer the year before and was now hoping to fulfill their dream of traveling around the world. And these people barely knew me when they told me these stories. And yet, because I had showed myself willing to listen, we formed this bond that took us much deeper than just, hi, how are you? And so this became a very important part of my time in Paraguay, but it also became an important part of who I am. I try to make it a priority to always make time for people and while I do have a schedule, as all of us do, I have places to go and things to do, nothing is more important than connecting with people around me. And I know that not everyone comes from the same background, and not everyone has had the same experiences, and so there will always be some level of disconnect, but I, I believe that each one of us on campus, in the world, each one of us has the power to make ourselves open to listening to one another and to speaking and really hearing. In my experience, I've found that when I really listen, I hear God speaking to me. And I believe that no matter what our differences, we can all try to do this as well and connect with one another.
is on. Yeah? No? Yes? This? Okay. Um, we'd like to thank you for joining us today and for creating a sacred space with each other um, to worship and with God. And before our final song, Calling All the Children Home, which was originally written by John McCutcheon but arranged by Jake Smucker with the red hair. He arranged it. It's him. <laughs> um, before that final song, we would like to leave you with a blessing. Who is this who breaches borders and subverts the social orders, crossing chasms that divide, casting race and class aside? This is Jesus with the broken, living out what has been spoken. Blessed are those who suffer hate, and woe to those the world calls great. Who is this who eats with sinners, calling luckless losers winners, saying first shall be the last, and choosing feast instead of fast? This is Jesus, God's anointed, who proclaims the time appointed for the prisoner's release and the jubilee of peace. Who will worship with the stranger, offering refuge from all danger, and invite the last and the least to the fullness of God's feast. This is Jesus' body, living in the simple act of giving, and the love that we extend as a foe becomes our friend. And may you be the one who breaches borders and subverts the social orders, crossing chasms that divide, casting differences aside. May you be with the broken, living out what Christ has spoken, loving those both far and near, wherever we are. We are here.